My entire life is a miracle and so is yours. That I know for sure. Every person carries their own story of hope and sorrow, victory, loss, redemption, joy and light. Everyone has had their share, their fair share of life lessons. How well you learn from them is up to you. When you choose to see the world as a classroom, you understand that all experiences are here to teach you something about yourself and that your life's journey is about becoming more of who you are. Hi, my name is Fungai Mettler and this is the Raw Stories podcast. It is a place where we acknowledge where we're coming from by telling stories followed by lessons. The words that I quoted before are from the book called What I Know For Sure, written by the great Oprah Winfrey, and they summarize the story of my guest today greatly. Willard Kachere is many things packaged in one. He's a serial entrepreneur, owning several startups with a global network system of partners, friends, and everybody that he loves in his life. Willard is knee deep in different sectors from industry to entertainment and to sport. He's a young business maverick who has set aside everything to make success, motivation, philanthropy, and growth his sole purpose on earth. You can completely understand why I'm so excited to have Willard on the podcast today. Willard, welcome. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. Excellent. So just as we get started, um, I've said a couple of words about you and everything about sort of surrounding your story. Why don't you start in your own words and tell everybody that's listening today, who are you and what do you do? All right. So I am Willard Kacheri. I'm a young Zimbabwean entrepreneur. Um, I'm a venture capitalist, life coach, and many other things, but I like to stick to venture capitalist, um, <laughs> life coach, and you know, investor. If 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 I must say, um, I'm 27 now, and in those 27 years, I think it's correct to say I've been doing business since I was 16. You know, wow. selling little things at school, doing all these things that were not so legal <laughs> on school premises. <laughs> Nothing too hectic, but. You I know, hope so. Yeah, no, th that's how it started. Because <laughs> when I look at my journey and I start to think where it actually started, it started way back when I was in, I think it was grade six. My dad gave me a contract line and I used to communicate with him through that. So when he needed something done and he was away, I used to be the decision maker and I used to communicate things to, to uh, my dad's workers. So in the end, it just gave me that, that drive to want to be a boss, if I should say. Mm. I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur was back then, but that's how it all started. So it started from there. And throughout, I, was, I just kept on getting more, more and more responsibilities. And I got the responsibility of taking care of my little brother, who was four years younger than me. So I was in grade six, and my little brother was in grade two. And it used to just the two of us staying together. Because mom was in a different city. Dad was always up and down between um, Kaduma and Kwekwe. It was just a lot. But through that, I feel like it molded my, you know, just my well-being. It molded me as a person to becoming the entrepreneur that I am now. Um, just being able to take on responsibility head on. And fast forward a couple of years down the line, we've got a couple of startups, uh, many partnerships, you know, good friends, you know, and we get to be invited on a show like this. So, hey. <laughs> You're doing well. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's excellent. Um, that's very interesting detail about you having to take responsibility for your for your siblings and how that mold for your young brother you said and how that molded you into the person that you. Are. I think taking on responsibility from a young age is definitely something that's important, you know, and it always depends on to what extent um, and everything around that. So, okay, going back to your full story, um, how did you finally get here? How did this start with uh, the startup work that you're doing? I know you moved from Australia back to Zim at some point, but how did that whole thing come up? What happened and how did you get here? Okay, so first, I can't go anywhere without acknowledging Luke 1 verse 37. Simply says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. That's the one thing my mother has always taught me from a young age. Mm. So, you know, um, I go to Ford and Faith. Some of the people may know it as Zayoja. And we fast every, like, the first 10 days of the year, we fast. So from a very young age, from I think maybe the age of, two three not three i think three four we started fasting and it it was always you know you guys need to fast because when you fast you know things happen that's how we were taught this and as i was growing up i just learned to believe and things did actually start happening so how did i end up here um it was actually a mission to go to australia because i think my visa was one of the very few visas to take only two two days to come out wow two days it was because we prayed we prayed i was already late for school just before i went to australia my mom my mom's business partner kind of just you know took everything she just took all the money for my fees and all the money in the company and that person went mia so, no seriously yeah wow. so now we had no fees money we couldn't tell my dad that we had invested the money in the business the business was doing so well and at this point, well, it was going to be easier for me to go to Australia. I would have more money and everything, but that money was gone. So all of a sudden, I had to sell my car. We had to sell m- most of the stuff we had because we couldn't tell dad that, yo, the money was stolen. <laughs> so mm, yeah, tough. That. School had already started. School was two weeks in. I needed to be in Australia ASAP. And my mom said to me, we are praying for this visa to come out within less than a week. And boom, two days. That visa was out. I was off to Australia, got there, got started. So many hurdles in Australia. Things got tougher in Zimbabwe. Dad couldn't send money. I had siblings all over the world. My sister was in the UK. It was a whole mess. But through through it all, we kept on praying hard. I then got to meet a couple of people in Australia who um, introduced me to different things. You know, um, I started doing network marketing was actually my biggest growth stage because I got to to learn that you know freedom um financial freedom is actually something that most people chase you know yes you've got the doctors you've got the engineers you've got the lawyers you know they are super rich but one thing is half of them or not even half of them most of them are not free so i got into that i then learned you know what i need to be i need to be an entrepreneur i need to own my time so that's how it started. I started trying to own my time, open up my first company. That one was Quick Edge. Quick story. When it comes to Quick Edge, what Quick Edge actually means is I realized that I am someone who lives on the edge. The thrill of being under pressure is what drives me to do everything that I do. So I could wake up and I have a ridiculous goal and people think it's un- unattainable at this point. I wake up early. 
but at the end of the day, I would have achieved that goal. It's so stressful. It just, you know, it's, it's, it's a handful, but that is what I thrive on. That is really me. So, but every time, you know, it may seem like throughout the day, things are not going so well. And in a matter of minutes, it just quickly happens that I'm now off the edge because I've already achieved what, what I needed to achieve for the day. So that, that was my first company. It's called Quick Edge, Quick Edge Group. You've said so many things that I'd like to jump on. And I'm thinking, okay, how do I pick my battles here? <laughs> what is the most to pursue now? Um, you spoke about owning your time. Um, How does that actually work out for you? Because I think many people, when they hear about serial entrepreneurs, you know, when I hear about it, I know that there has to be some serious time management behind it uh, from being a multi-passionate. You sort of know you're pursuing many things at the same time. And from you, you were doing this while you were at school as well in Australia, right? So check this. Many people say I'm busy, right? Those two words, I'm busy, are... (laughs) probably the most annoying words now to me oh yeah why because before i opened up my before i started my first company i was busy anyone tried to talk to me look i'm busy i opened up the first one i'm busy second one i'm busy third one i'm busy by the time i opened up the fourth one i was like listen look you got 24 hours in a day this i'm busy nonsense that you got going on you just need to manage your time well so that that's how it all started so It was just simply deciding what I'm doing at what point, letting go of certain things and just making sure that I dedicate a bit of time to working on each company each day because I realized that, you know, some movement is better than no movement at all because Mm. I I realized that I could never spend 20 hours working on one thing. It just does not work for me. I don't know if it works for other people, but it doesn't work. So when my mother told me to focus on one thing, it was impossible. Because I had 20 hours because I sleep about four hours a day. So Wow, really? Yeah, I sleep about four hours a day. Um, that's from that's from Monday to Saturday. And then Sunday I go to church and then I just kinda, you know, have family time and then I crash. And then mm. you know, it's just kinda, you know, um recharge for the week and then boom. Um at midnight into like Sunday into Monday, when markets open, I'm back at it again because I'm also a forex trader. So my goodness, there's no stopping you, is there? No, no, there, there is no stopping. <laughs> there is no stopping until we get to the top. But the question is, where is the top? There's where is the like, top? How do you determine, right? What is your your ultimate goal? You you can't. You you can't because for me it's all about legacy. My mentor said to me, legacy means let every generation after celebrate you. So I need to make sure that whatever I do that legacy is set. So every time I achieve something, there's never a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm there. Because for me, it's like, okay, so what's next? Because I'm not there yet. It's always like that. But anyway, just to backtrack, because you, you did ask about, about um, owning your time. Yeah. So owning your time as an entrepreneur does not mean that, you know, you're going to make, yeah, in due time, you make a lot of money and you get to do whatever you want. But then for me, it was more of, determining when I wanted to do something without having a boss screaming down my, you know, just screaming down my ear, like, do this, do that. I wanted to own everything. I wanted to own my time. I wanted to just own my decisions. I needed to be able to wake up and feel like, you know what, today I'm not going to work. I'm not doing anything. I just want to be, you know, laid back. So that was me. That's how I understood the whole owning your time. But before you own your time, you have to put in the work at that point. 
that entrepreneurship, you know, that journey owns your time because you, you don't work nine to five anymore. You work nine to nine or you work, mm. you know, midnight to midnight, whatever it is yeah. you do. So, you know, that's kind of how I understood it. So in due time, you do end up owning your time, but you got to put in the time in the journey first before you can actually own your time and do whatever you like. So, so yeah. There's loads. I think there's, um, I read something about you being a fitness trainer as well, or being a, a fitness freak of some sort. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I was also checking on your website and I saw that you've read uh, Robin Sharma, The 5am Club. That yeah. is for me my go-to life book, the absolute best book I've ever read and the one that changed my life. And one of the, the taglines there is, own your morning, elevate your life. How do you fit in taking care of your, your mental health, your physical health, into everything that you have going on because four to five startups plus your foundation plus everything else you have going on how do you actually start your day and how do you get your mindset in the right space so the mindset i'm going to tell everyone this motivation only lasts 72 hours 72 hours and that's it so you notice we'll go to seminars and you know let's say a guy like Vusi Tembequayo will come out and be like, yo, guys, you encourage us in everything. And we are psyched. We're ready after that. But mm. if we don't take action within 72 hours of hearing what he said, then it's, it's done. You're not going to do anything. So I learned this as I was doing network marketing, which is how I actually got into fitness because I got involved in Herbalife. I was so okay. small. I was so small back then. I always used to wonder, like, am I ever going to grow and I never used to go to the gym. So I started going to the gym. I started taking Herbalife and I joined Herbalife also to do the business side of things. So I just ended up, you know, being fit and everything, you know, I actually had the, the abs and everything, you know, which was really fascinating for me back then. But, <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I got involved in the whole fitness thing. But, you know, whilst you're doing all that, the mental stamina, part that was the most important thing because when i when i wake up get down on my knees um i pray i read a couple of you know i read a couple of chapters of the bible um i haven't been really good at that lately because i'm just up and go these days i'm just up and go mm. i do pray but then reading the bible has become a little bit of a of an issue <laughs> you'll thing. get back there yeah i'll get back there but um so when i'm driving i've got audio like i've, I've got audible so i've got audio books that i listen to um, so as I'm driving, I'm listening to that in the morning, or even when I'm getting ready, I'm listening to, you know, just motivational stuff every single day. So I don't even wait for the 72 hours to lapse because every single day I'm renewing my mind. I'm learning something new. So I read a couple of chapters of, uh, from a good book, or I listen to a couple of chapters from a good book and my mind is now growing. So every single day. So I was telling someone that, you know what, I feel like I grow by 1% every day. So mm. in a year, I've grown 365%. That's why I can never be friends or close to someone who isn't on the same wavelength as me in terms of mm. growth. Because by the time, you know, you leave me for one week, I've already, I've, I've already. In a different you know, space. I'm yeah. already in a different space. So I've, I've just always kept myself going with that. Always read a book, good book, listen, you know, learn, learn something new every single day. You know, as Oprah said, when you see the world as a classroom, that's why I said that is the mm. most, that is the most profound thing I've heard. And it's a good pick for a quote, especially that's amazing. because 
that's exactly how I view the world. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I'm going to learn. I learned so much from my juniors in, in school. You know, now they come, they still come to me and call me sir because they recognize that when they wanted to put a point across and other people, other seniors wouldn't listen to them, I listened to them. It was always like that. And so, yeah, that's just how I keep myself. It's working. fantastic. And to lead is to inspire, right? Um, that's true, what it's true. about. So it's not always about a title. Listen, you have such a solid mindset. Um, and the things that you say are absolutely mind-blowing. At 27, you've got so much figured out. There must be some defining moments that have made you who you are. I'm curious to get into those. Do you have a specific memory or a hurdle that you needed to jump over? And how did it define the person that you are today? Ooh, there there are like so many, um, so many. I, I think for me, the most defining moments had to be, you know, when, when God proves himself time and time again. I think those are the moments that had me, you know, um, thinking, you know what, I need to keep going and I can do anything because everything, you know, I'm a person. Okay, I always tell people this. When I come through, I come through to destroy and take over. Mm. destroy in a nice way by the way <laughs> so, yeah we I like that destroy, kind of destroy you know, so yeah so dist- by destroy i mean if there's competition then watch out because i will not stop until i am the best at whatever i'm doing so i think through that i think those the defining moments were when it seemed like it wasn't going to happen and then i got down on my knees and i prayed and I was like, God, this needs to happen. And Give us God. an example of something like that. Okay, you know what? Let me let me start with a mild one, a very mild one. So back in high school, it, it looked like I was on track to being head boy for Midlands Christian College, right? And then, so when I finished my O-levels, I didn't go back to MCC. I, I actually didn't. And for me, I, was always, I always felt like I was a leader, right? So... I skipped the whole of lower six. So lower six is when they do select the prefects, the head boy and everything. So I actually went for, you know, for speech day. One of my friends was, you know, um, appointed head boy and everything. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then the following year, I went back to, to Midlands Christian College. And then now it was a matter of, do I stay in a blue shirt? So blue shirt was just everyone ordinary. And then the white shirt, you know, and the blazer with the ribbons was it. And I sat there and... I was sitting there praying and I was like, God, I, I would have been head boy if I was here, but now I'm not head boy. Surely I can be a prefect. It had never been done. Um, applications were closed. The steward, uh, well, we call them stewards, but the prefect's body was chosen already. And I applied. I went there and I applied to be a prefect. <laughs> Everyone was Crazy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, you never become a prefect? What? And funny enough, I became the head of discipline. Amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. So and just, just like, what? <laughs> yeah, taking that change in your life that sort of seemed to take you off track, um, yeah. but still not giving up on your dreams and, and what you know you were meant to be. And I'm smiling as you're speaking of that because, you know, it's very, very similar elements in our story. So I know MCC very well. Uh, we competed with them in athletics and the likes. Oh, right. I was at Petra in Bulawayo. Oh, so I know a lot about that as well. Oh, very, very oh, fascinating. Yeah. And so I understand completely when you say something like, um, it just wasn't done and it wasn't possible.
school because you needed to establish yourself quite well over a number of years to get any sort of leadership role. So I understand the difficulty that that must have caused and you going out and applying um, is really brave and ballsy, if I must say. <laughs> and, you know, just as you were saying that, I'm thinking back and looping back to your quote on legacy, right? For me, that's legacy. When you step out of a space for a certain amount of time and you come back and the role you play and the person that you are is still acknowledged all the same, it's because you've established not one particular event, but you've established a legacy of yourself. And it seems uh, that your life has been a series of setting yourself up in this way. Yeah, I mean... It's always about being very intentional about what you want. When you know what you want, trust me, I, I now believe, you know, all those motivational speakers when they say, if you want, if you want something, go for it, go and get it. It's literally going to get it because everyone, everyone asked me how I became a prefect. All I said to them was, listen, I don't know how you guys did not notice, but there was no head of discipline for boys. That's one of the most important things in a school. You need someone to control the boys. The boys are the most notorious people in mm, the school. Mm. So, yeah, I just, I just applied and they gave it to me. Because when I went into the headmaster's office and I told him what I was about to do, he said, you see, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who, are, who bring solutions, not trouble, to the table. And that was it. At that point, I knew, hey, it was done. But, you know, it, even like, and for me, it's always been another defining moment is I, I'm never afraid to, to start over, to start over. I know there's this one quote. I, I really love this quote. It goes something like, if a dream was to fall and break into a thousand pieces, don't be afraid to pick up one piece and start again. Yikes, that's strong. It's always been my life's goal. If something does not work out, I'll pick it up and I'll find a way to do it better. When I went to Australia, mm. initially I was studying cyber forensics. Funny enough, I was studying cyber forensics, information security and management. I loved it. Um, I loved computers and everything. So as much as I loved computers, you know, I didn't want to spend the rest of my life working behind a computer. So what ended up happening was I switched from studying cyber forensics to um, international business and marketing. But everybody was just like, what are you doing? Oh, you've already gone halfway through. Why are you quitting now? And I was like, guys, this is not what I want to do. So, you know, it was a bit delayed, but also I wasn't denied. So, so it's something I really learned. So from there, you know, and funny enough, how did I end up in Zimbabwe? Everyone always asks me this. Um, the one day I'm talking to my friend. He says to me, bro, I need you to fly over to China. And, you know, we've got a business meeting here. So he's like my friend and business partner. I'm like, okay, cool. So I fly down to China and I get there and he downplayed it so bad. I didn't, I didn't even know we were about to meet the CEO of People Electric. People Electric is, uh, is, uh, is a company that started in China. It's been running for about 30 years now. And it has wow. a valuation of $36 billion. And the way he downplayed it was as if, you know, it was a small startup or something. And then these guys were wanting to partner with us, um, with my friend and I, to come and expand the company in Africa. So they, whilst we're sitting there, you know, I've seen what they do. I love what they do. They're into solar energy. They're actually into electricals, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, solar energy is a big thing right now. So I was like, you know what? Great. Because in Australia, I really wasn't, you know, Australia is a really tough environment to um, 
to run to run businesses you know it's it's different from home home is a little bit more informal but australia like they have strict laws so you know there's so many barriers to entry unlike back home so these guys asked me so when do you think you can be in zimbabwe to start this project i said to them give me three months and they said to my friend in chinese your business partner is not serious and then my friend said it to me he was like hey they think you're not serious i was like okay i'll show you what serious is i flew back from china two days later two days i was in two days i flew back from china got to perth two days later i was in zimbabwe that was that i left a whole lot of my stuff in australia i just packed up what i thought i needed i came back i hit them on the phone i hit them up i was like yo i'm ready i'm not in zimbabwe they didn't believe to me. come they and see from china <laughs> to zimbabwe to make sure i was here yeah so that was the beginning of a great partnership and when i look at it now i've always made more money in zimbabwe than i did Which when i was in australia something that goes anyway. against everything we know and so, even at the moment right i mean when you see how the economy stands so now at this point i started considering a whole lot of things like oh so should i have stayed in australia paying 300 400 rent per week you know or do i then stay in zimbabwe and pay 500 mm. rent mm. per month and trust me i am the happiest i have been as a parent looking at the situation my mom didn't understand this whole entrepreneurship stuff like she didn't my mom was go to school get a good job you're in a foreign country you you know you're going to get good money there get a mortgage you know get married or whatever have kids <laughs> that's you know, the plan children and that's it you're good yeah that was the plan for me it was different so only when i came back here she saw how happy i was she saw what i was doing and everything and you know it was crazy because now even when it when it came to like paying fees for helping to pay fees for my siblings one and a half years back i'm loving it yes the economy is bad i will acknowledge that the economy is bad and there's a whole lot going on but even in times like these there's always a way you can build a sustainable business in an economy like this and just wait it out until the economy straightens out or you can make strides without having to you know be complaining about the situation and everything i know some people might think oh he's speaking from a privileged point of view but trust me my parents had no hand in me in me starting up any of my companies they stopped paying for my fees maybe what one and a half years into uni and you so worked, worked for it and and now here I you worked. are i worked for it yeah i've had enough like look i love noodles to date i love noodles because you know i lived off noodles for a while i'm a rapid investor i will invest all my money and have enough money to buy you know just a bit of meat and a couple of packets of noodles for 2 weeks because i know when that investment comes back I would have 10 times more. So Your story is very impressive and there's right there. so many things that I'm picking up on it and I think many of us can learn from. I mean the one is seeing an opportunity and going for it in its entirety. Um and you spoke about how within 2 days you had left Perth and you were in Zimbabwe to establish a new partnership and business. That takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of courage because there are no guarantees to success. It's a lot of trial and error. Um and I'm sure you have examples in your life or scenarios where you where you thought that was it and maybe it turned out to not be it and you said something uh, about not being afraid to stop and to 
pick up all the pieces of a broken dream. And I think there's so much power in that because so many times we do something and we fail and then think, oh no, that's it, that's over. But, you know, being able to go back and pick up on that one tiny broken piece, there is so much in that. Um, There is so much in that. So I would ask you, so two last questions from my side. The first one is, what are you most proud of? Um, and then as you're talking and thinking about that, the last question for our session today, uh, for this very exciting and motivation conversation, I must say, would be if there were three nuggets that you could leave everyone with today, three nuggets, what would those be? Right. What am I most proud of? At this point, I am proud that I have been able to make an impact in so many people's lives through different things, you know, just by the way I live, the way I I handle myself in tough situations. I've had, I've had times when I'm being attacked on social media and, you know, people are saying this and that, but I just don't respond, you know, because I believe I move either way. I don't respond to certain things. Um, Just the way I've handled myself has encouraged so many people. It has given other people hope, people that have been cyber bullied, you know, and they they think they don't have a voice now. For me, I will put out whatever. So I think the the proudest moment is actually the proudest thing for me right now is my mindset Mondays. Monday is my favorite day of the week. People find it really weird, but I love Monday because as soon as I wake up and I start my Monday on a good note, my, like the whole week is going to be great. Not that it's not going to come with these trials and tribulations in that week, no. But because I start off my Monday, I can conquer anything. So Monday is my favorite day. So I've got Mindset Mondays that I've been doing successfully now for a year. This is a year, eight months now, where every single Monday I put out a quote mm. that I have come up with myself. And, you know, I just write a bit of a description on what it is I've, le- I, I've learned from the quote and why I'm saying what I'm saying. And I just put my thoughts out there. And if I don't, if I don't post it up on time, I always get messages <laughs> like, is this your house? Yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. Because for, for me, I think that is probably my, my proudest moment because I, I'm, le- I'm teaching someone, I am reaching someone, you know, for me it's we need to change this world one mind at a time because everything starts from the mind that is my biggest thing everything starts in your head so once you've got that right once you set your mind to anything you can achieve whatever so yeah i mean there's a whole lot else i've done but for me it's the impact i have in other people's lives because if you know especially right now no we absolutely do we need that we need people to start changing um their mindsets we need to people to start looking at life a whole lot more different than they are now despite everything else that's going on i know it's hard i know it's difficult people always say to me how do we then change our minds on a on on an empty stomach and i get it and i get it but all i'm saying is we're praying for the best but at the same time let's start changing our minds because if we wake up and things all of a sudden are good and things are back on track and your mind is still behind. You're going to have to play catch up. And by the time you play catch up, everyone's already far ahead. Everyone's far gone. Now you start complaining again because it's a, you know, it's a habit. So I, I think that's probably the proudest thing. I think the next thing that's, that I'm going to be really proud of would probably be the Kachera Foundation. Um, we've already 
teamed up with African Citizen. We just hosted, we just hosted an event in Cyprus just two weeks ago. It was so successful. I'll have the video up on my um, the videos up on my YouTube channel soon, um, where we're just trying to create opportunities for African students because um, the people, the founders of African Citizen, realized that you know, within it was Cyprus, actually, it started in Cyprus, within the Cyprus community, so many students were so talented, they had so many businesses that they had going on, but they were so low-key, no one really knew. So we put them all in one room, told them to bring their products, you know, exchange contacts and network, which is, you know, which is the best thing because obviously your network is your network. Yeah, amazing, anyway, so, amazing. Hey. So many different elements. So, and as, as you're speaking yeah. about Motivation Mondays, I'm smiling because my older brother feels the same way and he's one of those <laughs> people that actually finds joy in a Monday. So I know he'll be listening and he'll be happy to hear that he's not alone in this loving Mondays business. Um, <laughs> and I love the story about making an impact while making a living because that's what I live by as well. Um, I think a life where you just make a life for yourself and not think about others, there's, there's not much benefit and there's not much joy to that and making an impact certainly you know clamps it down so so many things you've spoken about you spoke about having a mentor you've spoken about legacy you've spoken about mindset making an impact your foundation um i'll link all the stuff to your work with this post but as we round off what are the three main nuggets if no one if if people say listen the session i didn't take anything away except for these three things what would those be start where you are and that will always be something i will tell people start where you are stop waiting for the right time the right um, environment and everything just start where you are because like Mm. some movement is better than no movement in due time it will all come together so the first thing is start where you are that's um the second thing would probably be eliminate Mm. negative energy eliminate anything that is negative out of your life whatsoever i don't care how long you've been friends with someone if their job if their sole purpose every day is to bring down everything you say and not give you something better to do or just be you know just going against everything that you're doing it doesn't matter that is not your friend let that person go because i feel like so many people hold on to friendships they hold on to certain things that literally draw them back you know so just eliminate negative like negativity out of your life Mm. just focus on what you want and positive vibes always please positive vibes always right and the third thing (laughs) there's so many there's so much i I could go on i could go on to five ten um but I, i think the third thing mm, would have to be that. gratitude 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 you know just be be thankful be thankful for everything that you have be thankful for the people around you you know love everyone around you you know do it for you before you do it for anyone else do it for you because i know for a fact some people will rush to do things for other people you know, and they think, oh, yeah, you know, this person, you know, it'll make this person feel whatever. But if you start with yourself, you know, just be thankful, you know, be thankful for who you are as a person. You know, how far you've come. I no, I love that, that so journey. much. Yeah. And 
that gratitude, that gratitude will go a long way because trust me when I say this, you know, um, that gratitude is what will draw people back to you. Not many people are out, not many people are out here appreciating others for what they've done. Even the smallest things, gratitude is a must. So those, those are, are excellent. And you know, on that note, I, I end this, you know, by expressing my gratitude to you. Um, and you know, starting this podcast and the opportunity to have people like yourself coming through and telling your stories and your journeys and so much motivation, so much energy. I wish you all the success in the world. And I know that you will absolutely go for everything. I think there's a lot of potential synergies between the foundations and the work that we're doing. So I definitely look forward uh, to exploring more of those through this conversation and through everything you've said. I feel like I've gained a friend. So thank you so much for being so open with us and for sharing these nuggets from your life. Thank you so much. I, I would never skip out on an opportunity um, you know, to to network in different ways. You know, this is your thing. So I've come onto your platform. You've given me a platform to air out my story. And, you know, I know someone is going to hear it. I know it. I just yeah. need one person to be encouraged from this story. Just one person and we're good. But at the same time, I've definitely gained a friend and I cannot wait, you know, um, to see what sort of, you know, partnerships we can we can grow just from, you know, it's starting from you know this podcast so thank you so much no thank you so much for joining us um and to everyone that has listened to the podcast today thank you for tuning in and see you next time